Part, 1, My, Failed, Attempt for Augmented Reality Platform. Why it still makes sense in 2020. Truthful and uncolored take of mine on our VR, wearable, smart glasses and solid insights from my own personal experiences. How an idea from a piece of paper grown over me? All summarized as a three-part blog. Year of 2014. Spring of 2014, I was cooling off after exiting out of Wistango, www.wistango.com. Good run as a founder-director, solid work, award-winning, capital coming in from Southeast Asia, struggled for traction. Pretty good learning time indeed. What a gem of a person PJ, linkedin.com slash in slash PJ Prashant Chain 78135, Offsar and a small group of wonderful and supportive team. Endless hours in Starbucks and late night dinners in office. Sometime I feel to go back in those times where only thing I used to do are learn, couch, create and sell. Team Wistango. My earlier work of being a CTO for many years, helped me always stay hands-on with technology and constantly evaluate what is being needed from the end-user perspectives. So, when I did a suicidal jump out from the work, later it came as the best thing in my life, and took the path of doing few things on my own, each of my previous learning came to my rescue. Before Wistango, I also did two more startups, one in financial domain and other to make an HCM, human capital management, on cloud. This HCM thing has failed miserably frown. Long story short, during these cooling of days, I stumble upon a brilliant gentleman, deep-rooted technologist with a flair of innovation and to-do-something mind. A breakfast together sealed our bond and in him I found a mentor, couch, investor and a critics. Before my our leap of faith. For quite a few months, before this R, smart glass, wearable thoughts came in mind, I played around with few of the in-things at that time. Social collaboration was penetrating the enterprises. We all know Yammer. Founded by ex-PayPal executive David Sachs in 2008 and bought by Microsoft for $1.2 billion in 2012. Microsoft was pushing, shoving, Yammer to one and all. Social collaboration was my recent fab of thing, thanks to Wizango, a social learning platform then. We decided to capitalize on adding flavors of social collaboration within enterprise applications. Few of us may still remember the Cafe One framework of J.D. Edwards which allows external integration and made us possible to add a contextual collaboration wall along with the transnational workflows of enterprise. Pretty new, pretty fascinating for technologists. However, we failed to come up with a business model. Sometime, the easiest looking items is the hardest. Social Erpicture, copyright of the company I used to work and used here with permission. Never mind, we moved on then to target our larger enterprise customer by innovating some offerings around their backbone of Oracle Enterprise Suite. Cloud infrastructure has also sneaked up an enterprise ladder and got some acceptance. We toyed around with an idea of giving an affordable cloud-based AP slash our solutions, accounts payable, receivable, using whatever of Oracle Suite available on cloud by then and integrating other components with other industry-leading solutions. Pretty exciting and we had some competitors too. It ended up competitors succeeded somewhat more than what we could did. Not everything is lost smile. While I was doing all of these, was also mandated to follow and analyze Gartner recommended micro companies, startups, for possible collaboration. Few of the great ones I remember were. Blue Pillar. End Touch Controls. Red Tone. Par Stream. Later Cisco acquired it. Happiest Mind. Loads of Stuff You Know. 
early days of R, late 2015. Slow forward to 2015. Thoughts leader have started throwing around words like wearable, digital, data analytics, machine learning. Cloud is still hanging around. I started doing some research on wearable, thanks to Google Glass Ver 1. Look what I found. Folks, don't laugh at me in 2020. Back in 2015, this M100 fetched so much eyeballs, I can't even explain. This was possibly the best working, stable head-mounted display after Google Glass vanishing. In fact in many of my earlier interactions, people called this Google Glass. I personally used this hardware religiously for 2 plus years and ended up doing countless demos and events with our very rudiment apps, I started calling them Starter Application Smile. Running Android 4.0, having a reasonably sized screen right in front of your eyes, a pretty solid, but limited, offline speech recognizer from Nuance. An all-inclusive design with battery inside and this hardware was indeed loaded with sensors. It has to have a lot of something to keep hooking me up and believe me it had enough. I decided to keep pursuing. By the time, I learned enough tech jargon to make people listen to me and most of them make sense and relate to the audiences in some or the other way. We all had played our part making and using software-based systems, and we had brilliant achievements on software side. This was something new. Something which people can touch and feel. Everybody wanted to become a cyborg. The pitch using augmented reality, data in the line of sight, voice-controlled workflows, see what I see, record meaningful pictures and videos that too. All hands free, suddenly becomes a hit. In fact Vuzix M100 was the first one which had a lean, practical footprint can be accepted by the workforce device. We have others as well from that era. ODG, R7, R8, R9, all of them. In my opinion, they never got their hardware right, period. And hence they had to shut down after 20 years in making even though they had thousands of hardware in order. No offense to them. Lack of focus? That's what many in Bay Area say. We all know Ralph Osterhout founded ODG some 20 years back as a high-tech toy company with $14,000 of his cash and wanted to take this small SFO company big. We have seen ODG fantastic demo booths and his promises in CES and likes of. Another kid on the block, in our smart glass perspective, emerged from heavyweight Epson. I have experimented with BT200 and migrated to BT300 I think. I even certified my apps to work on BT200, 300, even demonstrated to my prospects and used glass agnostics applications, more on this later when I touch base the platform in part, 2 of this article. Market found these hardware, still in baking and fragmented. Come on, with a hardwired dongle to do input duties? They tried to offload the power source away from the actual display unit. I think the goal was to make the warble display unit light and feels like wearing an actual prescription glass. Certainly from a different school of thoughts which didn't bought make takers at that time. They even worked with Wikitude, the best RSDK at that time, before Vuforia kicked in. Much more on this in part, 2 of this article, to certify their SDK to directly work with Glass OS and leverage the native abilities of sensors. I remember Wikitude also released our ask for Vuzix M100 in early days, which has really helped me to create many R apps. Thanks Wikitude. The good thing, Epson decided to stay invested in this area and allowed their designers to keep improvising and creating diversified offering in smart glass domains. I see quite a few new ones targeted for drones and industrial applications. 
many of us tried and written endless spreadsheets to compare hardware in every possible details. Obviously we were not hardware guys and we were learning and then we were expected to answer like a champ on all XYZ questions of everybody. Here and got a comparison on Vuzix M100 and Epson BT200 just for reference. Hardware have moved light years ahead, these old units are just to set the pace of the knowledge I am trying to bring out in this 3 series blog. Then there were ethers of the world who at one point of time claimed to have the most interactive smart glass, from November 2015. And ether folks were so hush-hush about their hardware, which they eventually looks like dumped in the bin after many many years of trying and at one point of time they were talking to virtually all the best-selling smart glass provider to tie up and move ahead form there. I never got a chance to touch Athir's experimentation on hardware. Lately Athir joined hands with Realware and followed a software, platform route and gave way to the leaders for hardware. Looks like Athir picked up well in a focused direction of got on a good step solving real business problems using our software SDK and start applications. I am still not sure where are we on the subsystem integration and content enrichment part which is the heart of the system where the data resides. Toshiba Dyna Edge smart glasses have also started using Ethereum Enterprise software. The game is still on and I still have to cover a lot of real insights in part 2 and part 3 of this series. Keep checking. Thought clarity on our VR platform and accelerator apps. By this time, what I had. Couple of smart glasses in hand. Few rudimentary demo to possibly solve real business problems. Quite a know-how of VR hardware ecosystem. Many large enterprises had some roadmaps and appetite for experimentation. And, some idea solidification in my mind smile. I knew that to make this big, more details will come up in part 2, section idea of platform, can it be something big? I need to figure out and institutionalize the following core stack capabilities. Computer vision system, in our view when we overlay data in front of eye, the camera is on all the time. Access to the camera from SDK layer, optimize the data in field of view for better battery life. Sensors, mastery on numerous sensors and how to integrate one, all into meaningful work. One of the trickiest things that I tried to achieve is indoor route guidance with magnetic triangulation using three sensors. Speech control and capability of conversational application, most of the wearable hardware are shipped with of the shelf offline voice recognizer. Some have better than others, however, Mostly it depends on the developer's ability to optimally implement and train the engine if need. Since it offline, it has pros and cons. While offline recognizer allows the device to fully operate within the four walls of enterprise without the need to go to internet, it sometime falls since the local dataset is so small, I needed to be very very creative in defining voice command. This topic itself will take a full article and I will write more in later parts. Graphics, here is where heart of the business needs resides. Transport of big size data files, mostly from prosperity backend systems to a tiny device with minimalist memory and computing ability and a small size screen. Hell lot of challenges needs to be mastered. Moreover, the industries I was targeting are used to see 3D models and layers of explosion of complex designs. Except one or two, none of the R devices so far were capable to display in 3D and even though it does, the whole content needs a diffident level of enrichment and compression to be practically suited for users. Connectivity and safety, lesson learned. You do everything well in controlled environment, there are still things which can make or break the entire value created. Most of these are often another third-party thing, hence mitigating even more challenging. Meaning, 
How do you work with IBM to create a flavor of MOS 360 suitable for our app distribution and control on smart glasses? There are many like this. Then the detailed knowledge and research insight about FAV, field of view, and its impact on operator safety. Keep learning. Our engine to use in an enterprise service bus for endless option for integrating with system of records, early days Wikitude was the only certified option to use as our engine. I ended up creating own lightweight RSDK to suite the small needs. However, with PTC buying Vuforia and turning the game with advanced abilities more focused on handheld devices. I will touch base in depth details in my part 2, platform discussion. Another significant ability needed was to have seamless connectivity with system of records, WMS, ERP, service tickets and whatnot. All of them have different ways to connect and handle data transfer, which arise and needs to have an ESB, MuleSoft was one option. The ESB itself is big enough to get a separate offering by itself and opened up an opportunity for system integrator in this domain to NY focus in offering the connectivity, ready-made configurable option as a service. Collaboration, this ended up being the most sought-after use case from our smart glasses. Most of the people around me didn't beloved on this use case till it became a hit. I remember conversations like I can use FaceTime for this. Some more fancier ones even said that why not an iPhone tied to the helmet. People and their talks, never end, unless you prove them wrong. Though streaming from smart glass looks easy in the beginning, it really take lots and lots of deep tech inside to achieve before this can be practically used in fields. One approach was to build with some amazing software components, Ginx, Red5, FreeSwitch, Tomcat 7, Redis DB. Lots of work has already been done in this R, dash you can get the free source and rebuild as you want. Take some serious effort though and it still has limited of Android client version which needed to be ton on wearable hardware. I ended up doing significant investment on this tech for almost two years and used it as a major component in the platform. Other option to other option to build with Isaac super wideband audio codec and ILK, a narrow band speech codec. Optimized VP8 video encoding for low bandwidth. Runs on UDP transport layer. This also run with some architectural bottleneck when I tried scaling up with NN used in multi, location sharing and content collaboration. Then there are a lot of other high-end proprietary option, but none of them have an API integration ability as required boo this new technology. I knew, we have moved ahead very quickly and enterprise-grade software doesn't change this quick smile. Stop. Okay, I heard it. This post has grown up way beyond what I thought before started writing. I already ended up splitting in three parts and will keep on writing part two and part three soon. Keep pouring in your feedback and questions. Will make me feel that I am sharing something useful for someone. Disclaimer, everything you read here are the sole opinion and experience of the author and by no means considered from the companies I worked with and or the customers I service.